Section 14 of the Report of the Inquiry into the Role and Oversight of Private Security Contractors in Afghanistan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David Lawrence. 5. Commander Blue. Mirzara Khan. To provide men for its guard force, EODT also relied on an individual by the name of Mizra Khan, known to company personnel as Commander Blue. EODT described Commander Blue as a person of influence in the town of Adrisgan. Footnote. Response of EODT to Committee Follow-Up Questions, August 26, 2009. Committee staff interview of Jeff, name blanked out, at 2627, January 26, 2010. In footnote. Lewis, name blacked out, the company's deputy country manager, who also knew Commander Blue from his time in USPI, described him this way, quote, As far as security goes, he's the man. If you need security, you go to him. He controls all the former soldiers, if you want to call them that, all the gentlemen that are doing security. And when you travel the road and you want to be secure, you contact him to make sure that, number one, it's okay to go through, number two, it's safe to go through, and number three, that you have his blessing. End quote. Footnote. Committee staff interview of Lewis, name blacked out, at 13. March 15, 2010. End footnote. As of March 2010, Commander Blue was still an EODT employee at Adriscon. Footnote. Committee staff interview of Jeff, name blacked out, at 71. March 3, 2010. Response of EODT to Committee follow-up questions. March 31, 2010. End footnote. In addition to providing men, Commander Blue has run what EODT called a surveillance and detection or counterintelligence program throughout Adriscan and the surrounding areas. Footnote. According to Ken, name blacked out, Blue was the manager of the surveillance detection hirees and, by default, the intelligence provider for the Tactical Operations Center. Committee staff interview of Ken, name blacked out, at 69-146, November 24, 2009. End footnote. According to Ken, name blacked out, EODT's Country Security Manager, Commander Blue's Surveillance Detection Program was supposed to be low-profile, eyes and ears intermixed in the locales where the security forces lived. It was almost like a perpetual internal investigations team, eyes and ears, just watching and observing, to be better attuned to potential threats. Footnote. Committee staff interview of Ken, name blacked out, at 146, November 24, 2009. End footnote. But EODT apparently knew little about whom Commander Blue was interacting with. According to Chris, name blacked out, we didn't go with Blue because that would blow his cover.
Footnote. Committee staff interview of Chris, name blacked out, at 28. April 1, 2010. End footnote. Chris, name blacked out, continued. Quote, We had no idea who it was we needed to talk to, so, no, Blue certainly had the ability to go and talk to who he felt he needed to. When you tangle your hands with the man with the boots on the ground, sometimes nothing gets accomplished. We had to let him do his own thing. End quote. According to the U.S. Army Master Sergeant, who was at Adriscan, Commander Blue was a main player in getting information on and off the FOB from the other local nationals. Footnote. Response of Master Sergeant, name blacked out, to committee questions, March 10, 2010. The Master Sergeant said, however, that Blue would play both sides. Footnote. Response of Master Sergeant, name blacked out, to committee questions, March 10, 2010. End footnote. Intelligence reporting also raises concerns about Commander Blue. The U.S. military reports that Misra Khan, which EODT says is Commander Blue's real name, is a former police officer who works with a hostile foreign government. Line blacked out. Footnote. DIA response to committee questions at 2, October 15, 2009. End footnote. Defense Intelligence Agency, DIA, Director Lieutenant General Ronald Burgess, testified before the committee that the Iranian regime uses the QOD's force to clandestinely exert military, political, and economic power to advance Iranian national interests abroad. He added that the QOD's force activities include providing training, arms, and financial support to surrogate groups and terrorist organizations. Footnote. Written Statement of Director Defense Intelligence Agency, Lieutenant Gerald Ronald Burgess, Jr. Hearing on Iran's Military Power, Senate Armed Services Committee, April 14, 2010. In footnote. 6. U.S. Military Oversight of EODT's Partnerships There was apparently little government oversight of EODT's recruiting at Adriscan. The contracting officers and contracting officers' representative, COR, with oversight responsibilities, appear to have been, for the most part, unfamiliar with the backgrounds of individuals who EODT relied on to staff its guard force. The contracting officer, who was responsible for the contract from the time the request for proposals was issued until the contract was awarded, was located in Kabul and traveled to Adriscan only once. Footnote. Committee staff interview of Captain, name blacked out, at 13, January 8, 2010. End footnote. He recalled General Wahab's name, coming up quite a few times during the contract pre-award period, and said that the name Haji Dawood sounded familiar, but indicated that he would not ordinarily be involved at the level of detail of examining from whom the company hired its security guards. Footnote. ID at 3669. End footnote. The contracting officer who succeeded him and who had responsibility for the contract from early January 2008 until mid-March 2008 was also located in Kabul. 
she had said that she never knew that either General Wahab or Haji Dawood was providing men for EODT's Adrisgan Guard Force. Footnote. Response of Captain Name Blacked Out to Committee Questions. March 9, 2010. In footnote. Furthermore, while she had oversight responsibilities, she did not have any interaction with any EODT personnel. Ken, name blacked out, EODT's country security manager, said that the initial COR for EODT's contract was well aware that EODT was using General Wahab and Salim Khan as force providers. Footnote. Committee staff interview of Ken, name blacked out, at 64-103. November 24, 2009. End footnote. The initial COR said, however, that while he was aware that EODT held the Jurga and appointed the guard force among local elders, he did not know of all the elders EODT relied on for that purpose. Footnote. The initial COR said he thought that one of the individuals that EODT used as a force provider may have been named Salim Khan. The COR could not precisely recall Salim Khan's background. Committee staff interview of Colonel name blacked out at 48, 49, 63, December 5, 2009. End footnote. In February 2008, when EODT began standing up operations at Adriscan, the issue of vetting the guards was raised. At the time, EODT's Ken, name blacked out, wrote to the COR that he, quote, seemed very concerned, unquote, about EODT's vetting the guard force and, quote, apparently so, unquote. Footnote. Email from Ken, name blacked out, to Colonel, name blacked out. February 5, 2008. End footnote. Ken, name blacked out, apparently seeking to reassure the COR, wrote that local guards were sponsored by a notable or elder, and subsequently interviewed by the company, quote, to challenge their background, unquote. There is no indication that the COR or any other government official inquired to determine the identity or background of Guard Force, quote, sponsors, unquote. Ken, name blacked out, said that he probably did not vet General Wahab with the initial COR for EODT's contract. Footnote. Committee staff interview of Ken, name blacked out, at 65, November 24, 2009. End footnote. However, he said that on his first day at Adriscan, in January 2008, he discussed Wahab with a police mentor team, PMT, comprised of U.S. military service members operating at Adriscan. Footnote. Although in his interview, Ken, name blacked out, referred to a provincial reconstruction team, PRT, others have advised the committee that a police mentor team, PMT, was operating in Adriscan at the time. In footnote. The PMT, according to Ken, named Blacked Out, immediately registered dissatisfaction with Wahab. Footnote. Committee staff interview of Ken, named Blacked Out, at 65, November 24, 2009. End footnote.
when he asked the PMT about Wahab, Ken, name blacked out, said that he got a, quote, spew of how Wahab was such a bad guy, unquote. He subsequently reported to Lewis, name blacked out, EODT's deputy country manager, that, quote, the army hates General Wahab, unquote. Footnote. Email from Ken, name blacked out, to Lewis, name blacked out, and Matt, name blacked out, January 26, 2008. In his committee staff interview, Ken, name blacked out, later dismissed the PMT's view of Wahab as, quote, unfounded animosity, unquote, caused by disagreements between the PMT and General Wahab over pricing of supplies that the PMT was interested in purchasing from him. Committee staff interview of Ken, name blacked out, at 66, November 24, 2009. End footnote. The PMT's unfavorable view of him did not prevent EODT from using Wahab to supply men for its guard force or provide the company other services at Adriscan. A subsequent COR, who was assigned to the EODT contract at Adriscan, said that the company did not vet Wahab, Haji Dawood, or Commander Blue with him. Footnote. Committee staff interview of Major, name blacked out, at 36, 37, 107, April 9, 2010, in footnote. The COR was, however, familiar with General Wahab, describing him as money-motivated and a high roller. He said, quote, If Afghans, and they do, if they have a mafia, he's part of their mafia, unquote. He continued, quote, Wahab's the guy. He's like the Godfather. He would have a piece of everything, almost every contract that was run north of Adriscan. Unquote. The COR said that Wahab was quote, influential in getting people contracts, but he would also expect kickbacks. Unquote. Indeed, he said he heard from members of EODT's local National Guard force that they were not getting paid what they were promised for their work at Adriscan and that skimming was occurring. EODT guards told the COR that they were receiving about $100 per month, which was well below the salary listed in company personnel records, leading him to conclude that Wahab was probably taking a small tax from it. Despite his apparent knowledge of Wahab's activities, the COR said that he did not independently vet Wahab or the other individuals EODT relied on, as he said, the relationships had been established before he arrived. As to Haj Dawood, EODT's Ken, name blacked out, said he never even asked the PMT about him or the other elder from the village of Adriscan, saying, quote, We really didn't mention them, because that was what it was. They were our neighbors. The village borders the facility, and they were going to be an entity we had to contend with no matter what. Unquote. Footnote. Committee staff interview of Ken, name blacked out, at 66, November 24, 2009. In footnote. Chris, name blacked out, EODT's deputy site security manager at Adriscan, 
expressed indifference regarding the need to vet the notables upon whom the EODT relied for its guard force. According to Chris, named Blacked Out, quote, We didn't hire the elders. I'm not interested in anybody that doesn't work for me. Unquote. Footnote. Committee staff interview with Chris, named Blacked Out, at 16 April 1, 2010. DCMA audits indicate that EODT screened potential employees for security, but did not discuss screening force providers. DCMA audits, July 26, November 29, 2008. End footnote. In June 2009, EODT announced that it had received a $99.9 .9 million contract award to provide security services to U.S. military facilities in several provinces of northeastern Afghanistan. Footnote. EODT Press Release, June 4, 2009. End footnote. End of Section 14.